Welcome to Live from Size Lounge, weekly conversations with alumni of Iowa State University. At the ISU Alumni Association, we strive to facilitate the lifetime connection of cyclones everywhere, communicating, connecting, and celebrating cyclone pride. This series is made possible thanks to the more than 43,000 members of the Alumni Association. If you are interested in staying connected to the university and receiving all the benefits and services of being a member, visit isualum.org to learn more. Good afternoon and welcome to Live from Size Lounge. My name is Matt Van Winkle. We are excited to welcome Andrew Lopez as our guest today. Andrew is a writer, director, actor, and stand-up comic now living in Los Angeles. He graduated from Iowa State in 2012 with a degree in communication studies, and in the past few years has worked on movies, including Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates, The House, and Blockers. But it's been on the stage where Lopez has recently taken his career to the next level, touring, with, tour, touring the world with stand-up comedian Joe Coy, and it's on Netflix where you can watch Lopez on Coy's new special, In His Elements, where they travel to Manila, spotlighting the local coach local culture and featuring Filipino American entertainers. Please help me in welcoming Andrew Lopez. What up, man? How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. This is so cool. You look so rich with that awesome uh, Iowa State background. <laughs> I know, man. We have, a, we have a great graphic designer here on staff who made this. Print, <laughs> but I am, I am in the Alumni Association right now here in Ames. And I know you're actually in Iowa right now, right? I'm in Iowa in the, in the motherland. It's, um, yeah, I love it, actually. It's, like a, it's such a good break. I, I got back here like maybe a month ago um, yeah. since like, you know, all the spikes with, like, the, with the COVID virus hitting the, with Los Angeles. And I was like, I got to go back home, too. It's going to be yeah. so much chiller there than Los Angeles. Yeah. So you grew up in Pella, right? Yeah, I grew up in Pella um, and then graduated in 2008, went straight to Iowa State. And uh, after Iowa State, I went to, to Los Angeles. But um, I'm Iowa, like, born and bred. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so talk about your time here at Iowa State when you were a student. Kind of how did it prepare you to, to get to where you're at today? I know you were communication studies, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, let's start there. I mean, with with my major, I like uh, I think I I think I declared communications like my junior year. <laughs> it was kind of like my uh, my major that was uh, the one that was gonna get me out. I think like in in a way that I could stay on track. But I I think my time at Iowa State was 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 amazing. It was just like I it, I I think a lot of people probably can relate to this. Um, that kind of in the field of arts at, at Iowa State, but I, I like, I knew what I wanted to do. I just didn't know how to find that concentration when I first got there, sure. and so it was a lot of exploring. Like I, I did, I think like design for a little bit. I did yeah. like I think I did like English, and I realized that I wasn't disciplined enough for that. And then uh, eventually, my I found I found a good advisor that was like, you should be communications. You know what you want to do. We can kind of like mold a course around that my junior year is when we figured that out but um yeah i got there in 2008 and uh i lived at larch uh i like <laughs> i met all my best friends i this is a, like I, like my random roommate my freshman year i still live with in los angeles we're still nice. roommates that's cool uh and then i just i i felt a lot of emotions and partied a lot and met a lot of cool people met a lot of awesome teachers got super involved. 
I started working at the student union board like my freshman year and then lo and behold like four years later I just uh I I got out of there but I I yeah I mean that's kind of the the quick cliff notes it was amazing so when you were doing that type of work from what I remember you and I kind of go back you and you and I went to school together but I remember you were like that the my actual friend so I know like a reunion for us it's perfect. That's great. <laughs> Um, so I remember when you were a student though, you were actually responsible for like booking talent to come to Iowa state, right? Yeah, I think, um, yeah. So how that happened, it was like, I, uh, me and my friend, Brian Sheckle, who I went to, uh, who's also, uh, um, another graduate from Iowa state and also went to, um, Pella with me in high school. We, we knew we wanted to do entertainment when we got to, to Iowa state, but it was kind of one of those things where it's like in Iowa, like there's not really, you know, an entertainment like option. So um, what ended up happening was like, we tried to find anything we could to, to kind of get in that field. And then we we heard about the student union board was responsible for booking bands and, and Visha and um, doing like kind of just entertainment adjacent stuff and in terms of what it could do for the school. So we, we started volunteering there as, um, you know, just working the door at the M shop and then working like the comedians uh, that would come to the great hall and stuff. We would just be volunteers and that eventually led to us winning or like kind of like applying and and, and winning uh, um, the seats as uh, directors. So me and Brian did that together. And the Cinderella story of that all was like, we were responsible then for actually booking the artists and, and working with their agents. And that's how I got my foot in the door. And Brian got his foot in the door in, in music that way. And, and now he was working for Childish Gambino. And I ended up working in Los Angeles as, uh, you know, at, at CAA was my first job. But you know, that, that was uh, our first foot in the door. And that's what we did is we, we to try to get our foot in the entertainment through Iowa State. They kind of gave us the keys uh, to, to do that through getting involved. So you you moved out to L.A. shortly after you graduated. So how difficult was it to to really get on that scene and being so fresh from Iowa, you know, yeah. from small town Iowa to move out to L.A. and have big dreams of you know working yeah. in the film industry, right? It was pretty weird. I mean, I... Uh, I, to give people like the kind of uh, vibe that it was like, I don't know if anyone's ever seen that HBO show Entourage, but it, it was like, that was my first job. I was an agent assistant. I was Lloyd from Entourage. I like uh, worked for agents at the biggest agency in the world um, was kind of my first job out there. And it was, it was pretty scary, but it was like, you know, I, I'll say this, like the, the, the best way I could segue into that, that story is that I think like, um, Iowa State was was really kind to me when I because I I was lucky enough to know that I wanted to make movies and be like a storyteller and I think the the thing that Iowa State did very well was that like they have so many options for you to find whatever it is you want to do to get better at and maybe you have to kind of piece together the adjacent things that make it but when we found out that um sub was involved with working with Hollywood like they were booking these comedians booking these acts like getting these movies to come play at Iowa State I told the advisor that ran sub that I wanted to be a storyteller and I wanted to be in in Hollywood and work in Hollywood and he had the connection so he really like molded me and got me ready for that life so while I was at Iowa State it was like you know we were working with agencies like to, to book these comedians and I was starting the rapport of that. I was getting to learn the language of it, like the language of how to speak to those people. I was getting to learn contracts, how the money worked, and then how to, to take care of artists when they got to, to Iowa State. So I saw that kind of life through 
uh, Iowa State kind of giving me those that first foot in. So when I got to, to L.A., it was it was hard personally, but um, I was confident enough to, to be like, I've done this before. I've seen the first step uh, at college. And and I, I think like, you know, Iowa State kind of, and my friends kind of gave me the confidence to be like, you know, have a little bit of a thick skin and know that I could do it if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I know you spend a lot of time writing as well. You're, you've been in, you've been in some movies, you spend a lot of time on stage as a stand-up comedian, but a lot of your time is spent writing for yeah, shows and about. web scripts and stuff like that. Talk about yeah. the challenges that kind of come with writing and um, like maybe any advice you'd have for people that, that yeah. want to get into this. It's, it's pretty, I mean, I'm, I think writing is different for everybody, you know, um, my my I write screenplays and and TV shows right now. I'm on a one of the reasons why I'm back in Iowa is that I I sold a TV show to a a, a network and um, a TV show that I'm going to star in and writing and and producing. And um, so I'm back in Iowa just writing that. And it's 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 a story about like me growing up in Iowa. And um, oh, cool. Yeah. And it's and it's my the biggest thing I've done and the thing I'm the most proud of so far. And it's like. I, I would say that like my advice for people is is you should write a lot the way that makes the most sense for you. Whatever you find fun in writing, that's the place to focus on. Whether it's like, you know, and it can be in anything. It could be in, in journalism. It could be in, um, you know, blogs or in my case, screenplays. But I think anything that makes you interested in in in, in fun, you know, like, there's a lot of tediousness to writing and, and um, Jordan Peele has this really good quote that, you know, he made get out and, and Key and Peele and his quote is, is follow the fun. If you're stuck on something or if you're bored or if like you feel like what you're writing isn't good, skip that part and, and go to the part that you want to write that you think is interesting to you. And that's kind of how I found uh, the story that that became my biggest sale as, as a TV show. Uh, and it was just like, you know, it'd be fun was, is to write about Iowa and, lo and behold it became like my big my big thing <laughs> and then like that's pretty cool yeah. yeah and uh the other thing i'll say about that too is the 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 scariest part about writing is it gets really lonely and so i think yeah. you have to live life at the same time like you're not beholden to your work i think your life isn't work and so um for me specifically like i think i can only write if i'm out living life at the same time you know to get inspiration that's awesome. what can you tell us more about the show that you're working on it's about your kind of your life like what when can oh, people yeah. expect that? Is it is it down the road a bit or when? Yeah, we're on pilot right now. I don't think I'm allowed to talk about it. Uh, okay, too much, I figured. <laughs> it is it is cool. It's like you know, it's we sold it, and um, there's some really cool producers involved in it, and it's uh, yeah, it's it's the focus is on it's a love letter to Iowa in in a really cool yeah. way. I don't think in a way people have seen before, and it's we're really excited about it. It, it feels authentic and funny, and um, sure. it lives in a space where I think is very like uh it's gonna make people feel really proud i think to be from here very cool and i know that you have recently been spending a lot of time at comic clubs you know on stage um working on your stand-up comedy career that's really yeah. taken off for you hasn't it it's uh yeah it's definitely i mean i owe a lot to uh i think being at the right place at the right time but it, yeah. yeah i i started com i mean that's i think how you and i met is that i, yep. I started comedy yep. Grandma uh, Mojo's, right? Yes. Yeah. I was in one of the improv Wednesday nights at uh, the M shop. There's like a, an improv group that I was in. I was so bad, dude. <laughs> I was like not good. I think I was the worst. People don't know, though. People don't know it's good or bad, you know, when you're in college. It's just funny. 
Yeah, totally. I guess that's the cool thing, right? Is that it's just like, it was an outlet. And that's one thing that I, I, I look back on and I don't think I, I realized how, uh, uh, you know, it's one of those things where you don't realize how amazing things are until they're gone, you know? And um, mm-hmm. in college, I, I now look back and realize how nice the other students were to me when I was doing stand-up at, in college and, and and doing Grandma Mojo's because I was not good. And they were very supportive of me getting better. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a... I started in college. I wasn't very good, um, but it, they gave me a lot of outlets. That's the other thing about Ames that I think a lot of my friends I talk to that also started in college that are from different colleges or different places that I've met in LA now is while we're chasing this career is that um, like my first couple of years trying to start stand up in Los Angeles is I had um, a lot more opportunities than I think a lot of my friends did in other colleges because I think Iowa State weirdly like you could just like I said earlier you could find the things that could help you figure out what you wanted to do. And we had open mic nights. We, we were booking some of the best comedians. I ended up becoming the person that booked those comedians. And I think one of the reasons why I did that is so I could open for those comedians <laughs> when they came. And then, um, you know, and then they had like Visha says I'm funny back when Visha was a thing. And uh, Grandma Mojo's like you mentioned. And so when I got to a- uh, LA from Ames, it was like I had to, I had some experience, but it was very much like trying to figure out now, like how to make money doing it and how to get an agent. And um, that was really, really hard. It was like a lot of time I slept on floors my first couple months in Los Angeles. I had no friends. I was like, I lived in my car. Like I would do this thing where I would like wake up at like eight in the morning to work at my job at the agency. I was making like $600 a week, like no money in Los Angeles. And then I would work from eight in the morning to like eight at night and like, you know, at the agency, like I'm working next to like people who graduated from Harvard and like Brad Pitt is walking in the door. And I was like scared to speak to anybody. And I wanted to be like this comedian, actor, writer. And I was like leaving the agency in my suit, going to open mics, performing for like three people, bombing, sleeping in my car. Cause like we'd get done at like one in the morning and then like I'd park at like a Walmart, sleep in the car, drive back to the agency, shower in the locker room, and then like go back and just repeat. And and that was kind of my life for like two years when I was starting out. That's crazy. Well, now you uh, have been touring the world with comedian Joe Coy, who I know you were recently in a Netflix special with. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I met Joe. Uh, so Joe Coy is like a, a, a very like giant comedian in, um, in uh, and he he's been doing it for so long, and he's also Filipino. And um, obviously, I I very pride prideful Filipino person. So I think um, I grew up watching Joe my entire life. I think my first Visha says I'm like the first time I ever did stand up was 2009 in college at Visha says I'm funny, and I'm I pretty much stole one of Joe's jokes <laughs> at that show. It's like it was pretty much like ripping Joe Coy off, and then. Lo and behold, like, you know, I, I ran into Joe at a restaurant in 2018. I had just been in a movie called Blockers. Like, I just acted in that movie, um, starring, like, John Cena and produced by Seth Rogen and, and Evan Goldberg. And it was kind of like, it, you know, the movie was, was, was doing pretty well. And Joe had just saw the movie. And there's not very many Filipinos that are in the industry that's, you know, for lack of better words, like, out there and, and, and in the mainstream. And... Joe is like the top of it. So when he saw that movie and he saw me in there, it's like very 
quickly you can tell when another person's Filipino. You're like, oh, that person's Filipino. He saw that. And then after he saw the movie, he went to a restaurant and I was at that restaurant and I had approached him and said, like, you're my, you're one of my favorite comedians. You inspired me when I was a kid. And he was like, I think I know you, dude. I think I saw you in a movie. And then that clicked and we started just hanging out as friends. And then I asked him if I could open for him. And then he asked me to come out on the road. And then I was on the road for like two years and I saw the whole world. I, we went to almost every single state and uh, Joe is gigantic. So we're playing like arenas. Like we went to, we played, you know, the Chicago theater three nights in a row, sold, sold out. We played, you know, we, Radio City Music Hall. You know, we did, um, you know, San Diego seven nights in a row, sold out. And Joe is just a beast who just taught me how to be a, not only like an amazing standup and, and to put my feet to the fire and, you know, get out there in front of thousands of people. But he also taught me how to be a better businessman and, and market myself and, and be a good person and pay it forward at the same time. So that was cool. Talk about that experience being back in the Philippines, because I know you guys are both, you know, your families are from there, at least. Um, what was it like, that experience, like to tape that special and kind of be back? And because are your parents from the Philippines or? Yeah, my parents are from the Philippines. And um, yeah, and then they moved to Pella, which is a movie <laughs> in itself, I feel like. <laughs> I guess they, they both start with P. So maybe they were like, yeah, Philippines, Pella, it's well, that seems like a, yeah, that seems comfortable. We'll go, Let's there. go with that. <laughs> um, yeah, it, they both have two L's in it. Is that right? Sure. Um, yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, it's my parents are from the Philippines, so it was really cool. I'd never been before, and uh, you know, I my parents are are amazing. They're, they're the best parents in, in the world, and you know, they they immigrated to Iowa so I could have a better life. And I think I'd heard so many stories about the Philippines, and I, I I've always wanted to go, and it was kind of like a dream scenario to be able to go for Netflix and have Netflix pay for it. And Netflix sent us there, and that was kind of Joe's dream of of what that special meant is that like. We all know that our parents, any immigrant, any 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 child of an immigrant understands this is that, uh, you know, your your parents, if they immigrated to America, ideally came here to, to give their family a better life. And it's nice to, to go back and be able to see that I'm a comedian now and I can do this silly thing, like perform and be selfish enough to believe that everybody wants to hear my story. So it's kind of nice to, to go back to the motherland and the roots of of where I got that opportunity and that privilege came from and, and, and get to see how it connects that like, this is what my roots are. This is what my parents came from. And this is also the, the, the kind of people and culture that made me who I am today and why I have the privilege to be able to be on stage and speak about them. What's kind of the, what's the best thing about being able to perform and make people laugh? I mean, you must get some real, some real fulfillment about being able to entertain people in that way. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's like it, I mean, it's a double-edged sword I think with entertainment. I think one of the one of the crazy things about entertainment is that it's like at the very heart of it all of us want to connect with people and I think um and then you have to to, to navigate the business part of it, which is very very strange. So I think my you know, and I don't think this is only with entertainment. I think it's with anything with with connecting with people is that, you know, it's it's you know, you want especially nowadays in 2020 with how I think the country feels more divided than ever. And I think that, you know, um, with the coronavirus, it's, it's made us more isolated as well. And with social media, you just get so much, you know, you're feeling so much and seeing so much that I think more now than ever, people want to feel connected and you want to find universal aspects that bring us together. And 
that's kind of where the heart of what I wanted to, to do, why I got into entertainment and, the, and it originally came from. So I, I want to find how that connects again in, in 2020 as an adult that's pursuing entertainment. Like, how do I tell stories that connect people and, and the positive way of doing that and find the middle ground? And I guess what I mean by that is like, I like I remember the first movie that made me be like, I want to tell stories. I want to get on stage or I want to make movies was it was Independence Day. And it was like, <laughs> I was like a, a seven years old and I I'd saw Independence Day and that's a movie about aliens, you know, like coming in and destroying America and, and the rest of the world and Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum save the day. And it's like <laughs> two people who would never speak to each other, like mm -hmm. join forces. And like, and then they have the speech from Bill Pullman being like America, like let's get together. It's not only America, it's the world. Like we're going to defeat it for humankind. And, and I guess like what I mean by that is like, that's a movie about aliens but the heart of it is, is about people coming together and like, whether you're from, you know, whether you're black or white, whether you're Jewish and you're, or you're from Compton, you know, like they, 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 they get together to defeat the aliens. And even when I was like seven years old, I was like, I want to do that. I want to tell stories like that. And uh, so I find a lot of fun and, and um, fulfillment from trying to, to, to figure out how I can do that now. Well, as I mentioned earlier, you've probably been doing a lot of writing in your free time now. I know you said you're working on your show, but you could probably work on a lot of material now that you guys can't really go into clubs and perform, right? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's definitely, and I, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of material building now, and it's, um, you know, we're living in clown world kind of, so there's a lot of material mm -hmm. to like to like mine from now with with mm -hmm. everything going on and mm -hmm. the craziness in in the headlines and the craziness that's happening just you know, out of our control with, you know, yeah. the virus and stuff. So I think um, with great sadness also comes yeah. a lot of like great, you know, things to laugh at. You know, I don't think, um, I don't think the world is, I don't, I think I find there's a fault in, in taking things too seriously sometimes. And so there's, it's, it's kind of fun, I think right now for me to like, sit here and understand and feel everything that's happening and understand how how this is affecting a lot of people and but also i think a lot of us are ready to also just be like hey we can we can hopefully find a time to laugh about this too you know yeah and i know you got to come back and perform in in ames recently right with joe you were playing at stevens right yeah that was crazy dude especially after uh living in larch my entire right <laughs> my window was facing Stevens and uh I remember the first time I went and saw a, saw a show at Stevens a play at Stevens and I was always like I want to perform on a stage someday and then you know I worked Stevens a couple times we booked like Reggie Watts when I was in college and we booked mm -hmm. um Nick Offerman from Parks and Rec and I, I just remember being like wow this would be so cool to, to be someone to perform there and then yeah I opened for Joe in that auditorium and dude that theater is awesome right yeah it's beautiful yeah um but that was so cool. I, I will be honest. I, I think I was a little, a little nervous though. I, I don't think I did as well as I, <laughs> I like, I don't know what it is. It's like that thing where it's like, I can, I can perform in front of strangers, but when you perform in front of your friends and family, it's, it's 10 times harder. Yeah. And do you, you talk about Iowa quite a bit in your material, I would imagine, because when you're out in California, people probably think of Iowa kind of as a foreign, <laughs> a foreign yeah. land, right. And people don't really know much about it, but People probably find that pretty funny. Yeah, they, <laughs> dude. People don't realize how dope Iowa is, and I think like on the Netflix special, like 
I couldn't really talk about it as much, do my Iowa material, because I think everybody in the Philippines, yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> like, people in the Philippines, it's so funny. Like, that was one of the biggest culture shocks that I think, like, I think naturally we understand this, especially being an Asian person. Like, naturally we understand this, but you don't really, I didn't yeah. really feel it until I was there, especially on stage. But mm-hmm. it's so funny to me, because, like, like, like in, in the Philippines, like, being any other, like, because I'm a minority in America as a Filipino. But in the Philippines, right. I'm not. So it's like they know more dogs than they know white people. You know what I mean? In the Philippines, so like when I'm talking about Iowa, they're like, yeah. we have no idea what you're what you're talking about. Right. So I had to cut all that stuff away from the Netflix special. But um, yeah, I love talking about Iowa. But I, I think it's not what people think it's going to be. Like I think people always think I'm going to talk smack about Iowa. But I love Iowa. I think Iowa. Oh, yeah. Place yeah. on Earth. So I. <laughs> My material is always very pro Iowa, and and I think that's probably why it does so well, because it's like, I basically like talk, talk like when I talk about Iowa on stage, it's basically like, um, do you guys want to feel loved and like, do you guys want to feel like calm and chill? You gotta go to Iowa. Yeah, and it's uh, it's it's a very it's it's if anything like if I if if my career fizzles out at some point. I think I could get a job working for tourism at the state of Iowa. <laughs> That's awesome. I know you you talk sometimes about like being from Pella and kind of yeah. being the only person that looked like you in that community. So you yeah. kind of get per- you get personal in your material. Yes, <laughs> you I have mean, to. You have to be vulnerable, right? Yeah, yeah, and I think that's the only way to do it. I also like that's like another thing that I that if if anybody here is listening for like advice, I guess to get into like entertainment or how to move into that world or into storytelling, like. That's that's another piece of advice. You have to follow the fun, but I also think like yeah, like you find how you you can make things that are very personal and 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 vulnerable, but how you take something deeply emotional and make it entertainment is kind of the dichotomy of how how you can succeed. I think in in the business of storytelling, and um, you know how like the best example I can give is that you know how when someone tells you a, a, a story about a bad date, you know, like I went on a bad date and they're telling you that story and you're all laughing about it. Like you're la- and like, you're laughing about something that like in the moment was deeply awful. <laughs> like That's kind of like what um, is kind of like the secret to, to telling stories that felt awful, but sometimes you can, you can find the funny in it. And I think for sure. Entertainment in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love I love that stuff. I love talking about very uh, deeply personal things. I the one of the one of the best advice I ever got from my mentor when I was working on movies like Neighbors and stuff, like my my mentor that wrote that movie. Um, one of the things that I found that is kind of the the template for everything I want to do is that I want to treat all of my stand up, all of the scripts I write like a wedding speech, and and what that means is like you bring them in laughing. Mm-hmm. In the middle, you have them realize that you are talking about something deeply emotional and by the end hopefully they're crying mm-hmm. and by the last beat you have one last joke that makes everybody be like that was a good that was that was real nice awesome well go check out the special on netflix joe coy in his element uh in his elements am i saying that right in, in his, his elements. elements in his elements that's yeah Watch Blockers. That's my. That's the best movie. Blockers, Blockers. Yep, that's right. And uh, anything else that people can find you in or your work? That uh, I'm missing. Yeah, I think you can find me, and um, you can just find me on Instagram and stuff. And and I, sure. I I love to hear from other people from Iowa. And I, I just love hearing stories about Iowa. And if you're in Los Angeles or you're in California, I want to meet up and hang out. So DM me, 
And I want, I also, I just, you know, just DM me if you're from a cyclone. Cause I, <laughs> yeah. I, I love Iowa state. Well, hopefully you guys can get all get back on the stage soon and back to entertaining people. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me, dude. Absolutely. All right. Good luck on your, your, your pilot and your show that's coming out soon and keep us updated. All right, man. Yeah. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thanks, man. See ya.